Welcome back, everybody. This is QC Fantasy. My name is Graham Rogers with my favorite co-hosts, Taylor Story and Chris Hayes. Uh, this will be coming out Wednesday. We were a day late. Uh, some fun news. My wife actually had COVID, so I have been working, watching a 14-month-old all at the same time. So everybody can blame me for the, the slow release this week. Um, so don't blame the other two guys. They will have bad takes that you can blame them for later in the show. But yeah. first. Full blame right? is on Graham. How are we doing? Doing great. We're fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm doing phenomenal today. Good, good. I know we're in the, the fun dog days of, of summer. We're in an echo chamber where one person tweets something about a player at camp and we just start to hear more and more about that one thing and how they move 20 spots up or down ranking. So let's get into some of the NFL news. So first off, Kyler Murray not participating in voluntary OTAs. I think that was kind of expected. Um, guys, anything to take out of this? I don't see a whole lot. We've kind of known this one is coming from the offseason, moving into the summer. Um, but good news, maybe, I guess, I'm going to be excited to watch Kyler more. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are going to be on hard knocks. Hey, all I'm saying is, according to Jeremy Fowler, Murray... Uh, quote, won't be too eager to play for the Cardinals if it means he's taking the field on his rookie contract. So if they don't get a deal done, could get hairy. That's all I'm I'm saying. Uh, keep an eye out for it. We'll see how this plays out. Contracts are always interesting to see how they play out. Uh, A.J. Brown got his wish, and he got moved and got a new contract. So, you know, it happens. It happens to some players. Yeah, I mean... I mean, this Kyler Murray story has been developing for quite some time. Um, I I do think we over uh, analyze who who's at OTAs and who isn't at OTAs. You know, they are they are optional. Um, so, I mean, obviously, it's great when when everyone is there, but they, in the end, they are optional, and everyone has their own routine. But um, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see uh, who resets the quarterback market. Is it going to be Kyler or Lamar coming off their rookie contracts as to what those numbers are going to look like? Um, but outside of quarterbacks, guys, Debo Samuel also not participating. No, he asked for you know a trade a month or so ago. Doesn't seem hadn't seemed to have been much traction. Uh, I don't think the 49ers want to let him go. Uh, what do we think about Debo as opposed to Kyler and some of the things that are going on here? I feel like Debo's a lot more serious. I don't think Ky- I think Kyler Murray's a hundred percent going to be playing for the Cardinals this year at the least, uh, and probably for the future. I don't I don't see him going anywhere. But Debo Samuel I, is certainly more of an option to be moved and playing in a in a different colored jersey this season and beyond. It's a lot more mysterious with him, and he certainly seems like he does not want to play for the 49ers unless a lot of things change. So. That is the one I'm more concerned about for a player playing on the team that they're currently on. Wise, not necessarily for fantasy. Yeah, I mean that was obviously a bombshell uh, when Debo requested the trade right before the draft. Um, you know, and we weren't really sure what was going to happen during the draft. Um, so, I mean, right now it's really just wait, wait and see. Obviously, the wide receiver market has been insane this year, courtesy of of the legend himself, Christian Kirk. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just kind of wait and see on these guys. I mean, Kyler, Kyler's going to play. 
the Cardinals this year. There's, there's really no question in my mind. And just my personal opinion, I, I think it's kind of egregious that he's asking for a new deal with two years left on his, his rookie contract, and he hasn't even won you know, a playoff game yet. So I'm not really sure what he's, what he's looking for. Yeah, hot take for me. I, I hate personally when you know players sign a contract. They sign the rookie contract, and maybe they play better, and they want a new deal before their contract's over. Like if I was a team, like of course a player's going to be mad, but you sign the contract. Like play for the length of the contract, and if we really want to extend you, then we'll extend you. But don't complain about it before your contract's over. Like you sign the contract. Sorry. I'm I'm honestly the opposite. So I want these guys to get their money. We've seen some pretty gruesome injuries. Guys lose their careers, and you never know how long they're actually going to be playing football. Um, but also, I think their structure set up in the NFL draft of you know dollar amounts and terms and things like that when it comes to the rookie contracts that they do get some say obviously in negotiating. But some of the time frames and some of the other things in these contracts are kind of controlled by the NFL and of course the owners when they get together and, and vote on all these stuff on all this stuff when it comes to the NFLPA and negotiations. So Tyler, go get your money, but win MVP first and prove me right as we will get to here later in our NFC West conversation. So sounds like we got some coach talk coming out of a couple of different camps. Uh, heard some good reports about Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, Allen Robinson getting good reviews in camp. Um, guys, what are we thinking about these guys? And then another fun game. Look at those three and give me rankings on who you like the most there. Robinson, Woods, Watkins. Oh, God. <laughs> Do I have to? Is that, yeah. Am I legally bound to that? Put you on the spot. Jesus. Um, Taylor, give us your take on those three. I guess I'm taking at the end of the season, who's going to have the most points? Probably Robinson. And then Watkins and Woods, just because Woods might miss some time, but I don't know. I think Robinson for sure, just because he'll probably play a lot and he's with Stafford. Woods is injured and Sammy Watkins is going to score maybe 90 points on a week one because week one, Sammy Watkins is the best NFL player in history. <laughs> uh, and he'll probably score about 99 points for the entire season. So if Robert Woods can get past that, he'll be higher than him. I'm all aboard the Allen Robinson, Robinson train once again. Um, I will I will die on a hill for, the, for this man. Um, I'm not... I'm not really high on Sammy Watkins um, or or Robert Woods. I'm honestly, since they traded AJ Brown, I'm even less inclined to draft Robert Woods, um, as Traylon Brooks is is his new running mate. Um, but I love Allen Robinson, and I mean, get, now that he's with the Super Bowl champs and Matt Stafford, like he's gonna be, he, he's really gonna fill that Odell Beckham role. And that's, you know, we saw how valuable that was. And he's got a full camp with Stafford. So I'm really excited for, for A-Rob this, this season. Yeah, I agree. I think I'd go Robinson, Watkins, Woods there. Robinson, I think, is the most talented of those three. And on a good offense, Watkins is on the next best offense probably. And then Woods now kind of being on a not-so-pass-heavy offense. I'd, I'd probably put him third there. Um, other news we've heard is Daryl Williams signing with the Cardinals, so adds to that running back room behind James Conner. You know, we've got Eno Benjamin. They took Keontae Ingram in the draft. Uh, Jalen Samuels, actually from Pittsburgh, is in that backfield as well. Um, guys, what are we thinking about Daryl Williams? How this affects the other guys in the backfield? 
Well, as far as Dynasty goes, if you were hoping, if you were in the uh, James Conner will be hurt and we're going to see Keontae Ingram this year camp, uh, pack up your tent and get lost because that's not going to happen anymore. Um, Daryl Williams, I mean, he played great last year. Like, Sneaky played great. Uh, he was the RB16 in PPR, I think. Mm-hmm. So if he's in PPR, you know, it, he's a guy that you kind of want and he's probably on your waivers even in dynasty leagues so if you can go get them now and your waivers run like in a couple days like spend all your fab spend your first waiver wire option in this offseason and getting daryl williams because i mean is he going to put up a thousand scrimmage yards again this season i could see it is he going to backdoor rb2 probably as well uh he probably score a couple touchdowns just because how fast paced this team moves like the chiefs did and how they're always in the red zone so he's going to have the chances for sure i'd I'd like him on the back end of my bench. I I agree. I picked up Daryl Williams last year in El, in Elvis's league um, towards the towards the end of the year, and and he was great. Um, whether he was in my lineup or on my bench, certain weeks was we'll uh, we'll, we'll keep that secret here. Um, but uh, but I do. It, it definitely puts a, a damper on anyone. On anyone that isn't James James Conner in this backfield, um, I I I just I don't get all the James Conner slander. Like obviously he will regress a little bit this year, but he's still going to get a lot lot of opportunities with Chase Edmonds gone. He'll still be the lead back in a in a high powered offense. So Dale Williams signings signing. I think he's still a really valuable handcuff if anything happens to Conner, which it most likely will. Um, but you know, this is a backfield that you want to have because it appears that they roll with with one or two guys pretty consistently. Yeah, I'll agree with that. It's going to be interesting who to see who that second guy is, right? Like, I think Daryl Williams is going to be more of the guy that will take over the early down work if Connor goes down. Um, I think you could still see, you know, Benjamin or Keontae Ingram as, you know, maybe a pass catching back. Um, but you know, they're probably going to play that role with James Conner, kind of like uh, Chase Edmonds did last year. So, um, you know, not somebody I'm going to like actively target too much, but if he's there late in drafts, especially in tournaments that are season long, you know, I'll, I'll take a look at him. And if anything were to happen to James Conner, we've seen the volume that Arizona will give to the running back and James Conner, especially in the red zone, 18 touchdowns last year. Um, so I'd definitely be on board for that. But enough on breaking news let's go ahead and start breaking down uh, these nfc west rosters all right first up defending super bowl champion los angeles rams uh cooper cup wide receiver one we saw stafford get out of detroit and break out um alan robinson like we mentioned in addition odell beckham is out robert woods is out um you know and then revolving door in the running back room last year with injuries henderson michelle now gone acres coming back guys talk to me about this offense i mean i like it it's the rams they're gonna continue to score points get yards score fantasy points, be in the red zone, all the above. Everybody that's on the team as far as skill position is going to have options to score points. Um, Cooper Cup this year, I think he's you know one of my regression candidates just to the mean. He kind of had an outlier season last year. Uh, could I see him doing something similar again and, and finishing as a wide receiver one? I can, but I think it's going to be toned down a little bit. 
I mean, over 400 points in PPR is pretty hard to do. Uh, so he could he could get. I think he could easily get over 350, and that'll still put him you know well into the top 10. So, but I I think the main thing for me on this team is a is a Cooper Cup regression candidate. Just pump the brakes a little bit and where you might be taking him and in your redraft or even dynasty leagues I've seen in some startups this year is just a little a little high. Just temper your expectations. I agree on Cooper Cup. Um I still have his him as a as a wide receiver one just because he's gonna he's gonna mm-hmm. be force fed targets by Stafford. Even the, yeah. the addition of Allen Robinson will will hamper Cup just like when Odell showed up i mean it didn't really hamper cup but stafford just feeds him I and mean, there's no there's no really getting around that um i th- i don't think he'll be the wide receiver one this year um that's why i put him number two behind justin jefferson um but he's a beast and he and he know it, he knows how to get open they they the Rams specifically design routes for this guy to get open and he's got great footwork and he just he knows exactly what he's doing and Stafford knows exactly where where to find him so he's st- he's still going to have a big big year i do think he will regress like you said Taylor um and just something to keep an eye on if you are really superstitious i think it's every other every other year Cooper Cup has suffered major injury and so this is that other other oh, year. Gosh. I'm just just saying. Jesus knock on wood, what is that? Two episodes in a row that require yes. a night a we hard to, knock on some wood. We have to knock on wood for the good for lord the, for the listeners out there. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna have to go buy a stump and just put it in my room to just have readily available to knock. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm with both of y'all on on some regression for Cooper Cup. I mean, the good news about this offense is everything's kind of consolidated, right? Like we know where they're going to score points, and it's Cooper Cup, it's Allen Robinson and Van Jefferson, right? And then you get into the Tutu mm-hmm. Atwell from last year who did nothing. Um, ben Scourneck is that how we're pronouncing that? Um, Nobody knows. And then we'll get to tight end as well shortly. So um, yeah, I think there's going to be a regression for for Cooper Cup. He's still a wide receiver one. Um, you know, I'm I'm excited for Allen Robinson. I know that's a hill that Chris is going to die on for sure. Um, you know, he he's actually got a quarterback. You know, I think we've we've seen when you upgrade from Jared Goff to Matt Stafford, how what that did for Cooper Cup, and now Allen Robinson is upgrading from guys like Blake Bortles and Andy Dalton and Justin Fields, and now he's going to Matt Stafford. So if you've been a Robert Woods fan but you're not high on Allen Robinson, I don't know what you're doing. Um, affordable too so I, i'm all in on Allen robinson this year if you want a piece of this offense in the receiving room and don't want to pay up for cooper cup yeah chris talk about your your love for Allen robinson that I, I got only one thing to say about him pretty much i've always loved the talent i've always loved it and last year was a disaster like i thought justin fields was going to translate to the league like immediately and robinson would be primary beneficiary of that um but it just felt like he tanked on on the bears as well i don't think it was just injuries but this is like this is his chance like he's either he's either going to be good this year and he's going to prove the last few years were completely irrelevant or he's going to be bad and that that's he's going to be a waste of of a draft pick um i'm just trying to rediscover that magic of the blake bortles alan robinson years but but the Rams also, they need him to be good. Like, he can't just, like, like he can't just be average. They need him to be good to have a shot at repeating for, for the Super Bowl. So it, it's also a necessity thing. 
Yeah, I mean, they're definitely going to rely on him. Uh, I'm, I can still hear that OBJ might be going back, so that could certainly hurt him. But, but yeah, if, until if that o, happens, if OBJ goes yeah, back, that really hurts Allen. Robinson. Exactly. But yeah, until that happens, I mean, you're either thinking that Allen Robinson was dogging it when he was on the Bears last year and just trying to get through his contract and get out of there, or he was just actually not good. Um, I feel like I fall somewhere in between. He's certainly not going to be wide receiver 81 like he was last year. I mean, he only played 12 games, so if he played 16 or something, he'd be a little a little higher, but still. I think he falls somewhere in the wide receiver 3, wide receiver 4 range. I don't want to rely on him to start every week is basically where I'm at. Like If I if I have him on my bench and available, I'll be fine, but I, I don't want him to start right now for me. Alright, now... I'm going to fall on my sword here for my hill that I'm going to die on. The running back room in Los Angeles, guys. Uh, Cam Akers, I'm going to uh, plant my flag here on him having a good year. Now, this backfield's going to be split. I'm not ignorant to that fact. Other guys are going to get carries, but I think that Cam Akers is the most talented guy in that running back room. Um, I think he has shown explosiveness in college um, and even in the pros in his first year before he got injured, you know, beginning of last year. So on a good offense, a talented running back, good offensive line. We know they're going to score points. Um, I'm, I'm rolling with, with Cam Akers this year. This is this is my only concern. I was all aboard the Daryl Hender season train last year. I loved him. And he's 24 years old. He's in a contract year. He's a free agent next year. He's either when he's on the field, he's gonna be trying as hard as he can. He's still young. He can get in. I think he can get another contract somewhere. Obviously, he's not gonna be like a starter. He'll be a committee like he is here. But I don't know. I mean, he looked fine last year. There were plenty of games where he had over 15 fantasy points and had very usable weeks. I mean, several games. So if Cam Akers is back where people say he is from his injury and and he can play like people think he can and he thinks he can, then I think Cam Akers will win out the backfield. But Daryl Henderson, I, I don't think is going to go down without a fight. He's a hard runner. Uh, I, I, he can get the job done for sure. He's got to stay healthy too, though. I think he always feel it. I feel like he always leaves a game with an injury. He not might not miss too much time, but every time I looked up last year, I was like, "Oh, Daryl Henderson's walking to the sideline with a, some sort of injury." So, if he stays healthy, he's d- certainly going to challenge for the job. Yeah, the this, this is definitely a confusing situation right now because whoever is in, whoever is the starter in the Rams' backfield, it, that's a valuable position. And they tended to roll yeah. with one guy. Whether last year it was. Daryl Henderson, Henderson was effective for the majority of the season. Then when he went down, Sony Michelle was extremely effective. So they're going to they're gonna roll with one guy, most likely. Uh, who that's going to be, I don't know. But McVeigh doesn't really have a tendency to, to split the backfield. Um, whoever gets those touches, those, they're going to be high-value touches because the Rams are a, a great team, and they're going to be scoring points. So. Um, I'm yeah. just, I'm really not sure how this is going to play out. Cause, but I am interested to see how uh, Kieran Williams participates in camp. Because he's probably, you know, the healthiest of the bunch. Yeah, but, I, I'd keep an eye out, you know. I've been seeing him, people take flyers on him and be happy about it. So Kieran Williams is somebody to maybe keep in the back of your mind. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna tell everybody now the starter is Cam Akers. Um, uh-huh. I I still think it, they signed Sony Michelle before Daryl Henderson even got hurt. Um, you know they they started to give Sony Michelle carries. If you're not the guy in like you guys mentioned the Sean McVay offense, and he's not running you into the ground like he did Todd Gurley, I don't know how much trust there actually is. Um, and then they clearly felt good enough to let. Michelle Walk, knowing that Akers was coming back, uh, took Kyron Williams, which, again, you guys know I love a pass-catching back, but with the other two guys ahead of him who can do that well enough, obviously they're not like satellite backs or anything. I don't know how much run he's actually going to get, but that's yet to be seen. Um, but Daryl Henderson, you guys know, I love for the Memphis backfield. Um, Daryl Henderson was also on that team with the other three NFC East running backs we talked about last episode. So fun fact there. Um, And then we know Tyler Higby is kind of the entrenched guy at tight end. Um, You know, it'll be interesting to see can he actually pull off, you know, a tight end one season? I feel like people have been talking about that for a number of years now, especially once Stafford got there, but hasn't quite taken off like some of the rest of the guys in the offense. But Moving on, the Cardinals, I have another flag to plant here. MVP season up ahead for Kyler Murray. Uh, We know that Hopkins is suspended. We know that they brought in Hollywood Brown. Um, Guys, talk to me a little bit about Kyler, the wide receiver room, kind of how everything is looking. It's kind of a disaster right now. Like With the the Hopkins suspension, you know, Hollywood Brown is is the guy. I think he's proven that he can be a wide receiver one based on his production with with Lamar last season. Um, but the rest, I mean, the rest of it is is really just gross. I mean, Rondale Moore is obviously talented, but he's really only used in select packages. And AJ Green, I mean, I've got, I don't know, I've got. I, I, he's just old. Like that's that's all. That's the only way I can put it. Um, He's not really a reliable wide receiver, too. Um, so until D Hop gets back and proves that he can he can produce, like the the wide receiver room is just kind of in a flux, except for Hollywood Brown. Yeah, I, I think for me, I think in the first couple weeks with Hopkins suspended, we can see Marquise Brown hit those wide receiver one numbers surely off of target volume. Um, but when Hopkins comes back, I mean, he's in his career, just a target hog and he's going to get targets. If he's on a team, people, you know, Kyler's going to get Hopkins the ball. So season long, I think Marquise Brown will end up, uh, as a wide receiver too. He'd have to play absolutely lights out to finish as a wide receiver one. Uh, I think that'd be his absolute ceiling. Like the perfect season for Brown is in wide receiver one range for me. Um, I think they've got a couple wide receiver twos on their team. Hopkins is old and he's injured. Um, it, that could hamper his explosiveness that we've seen in his career. So that would kind of hurt him. And I'm not, I mean, Rondo Moore for this season and even really in, in dynasty, I've never been too high on, uh, he's still young. So there's still a chance to break out and be a guy for Kyler Murray, especially with Hopkins gone. So if he establishes that role early, he could continue it, but if we don't see it in the first couple of weeks, then we're not going to see it when Hopkins back. And that's kind of that's kind of where I'm at. AJ Green is going to get a couple targets here and there, and forget the play and lose a playoff game. Uh, I digress, though. 
Um, so yeah, but just a bunch of old guys over there and young guys who need to prove themselves early. I will say though, if Kyler Graham, if you believe Kyler Murray's going to be MVP this year, like Hollywood Brown will probably have to be a wide receiver one. Yeah, I think that's the really interesting thing for me, and not not to say that the Hopkins suspension has helped Kyler in any way, because that's not possible when you lose someone like that. But if I think we've seen Kyler fall off it late in the season in the last couple of years, you know, partially because of injury, injury, partially because of performance. But if if Kyler can keep this team competitive, especially in the NFC West with what we've seen the 49ers do with what we've seen the Rams do, obviously winning the Super Bowl last year, and then he can get Hopkins back to to maybe keep from regressing late in the season like we've seen in the past that that's what now kind of really intrigues me if you can just get Rondell Moore and or AJ Green to step up um, and be a consistent second pass catcher and then you know getting into tight ends right we've got Zach Ertz he is proven he's talented and they also drafted Trey McBride so it'll be really intriguing to see what kind of um you know, designs are out there for Rondell Moore to get the ball. And if we see McBride and Ertz on the field at the same time. Um, so I think that's where Kyler is. I think this offense is going to have to go through Kyler, especially if we're expecting some regression from James Conner in the red zone, especially that that's more points for Kyler Murray. If this offense is clicking. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray is QB one and overall MVP is certainly in the realm of possibility. Whereas it's not for, you know, there's only a handful of quarterbacks that could realistically have that. You look at what he did 2020, and you look at what he did 2021. I know he had some injuries, but he had basically half the amount of rushing yards and basically half rushing touchdowns. If he has a rushing year similar to what he did in 2020, then he's going to have a legitimate shot as you know fantasy MVP, which I can totally get behind. His throwing has been fine. Passing's been fine. He'll have plenty of weapons to still get that done. He's got to use those legs uh, like, you know, Russian quarterbacks are essentially cheat codes in fantasy. So if he can get that done on the ground and stay healthy, he's got a great shot at it. So I agree with you. Just on a side note uh, on Zach Ertz, um, I haven't updated my rankings, but I, I do think the Hopkins suspension will will elevate him as as well. And I, I'll probably put him in tight end one territory for the first six, seven weeks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. And then we, we kind of touched on the, the running back room with Connor and Williams, Eno Benjamin, Keontae Ingram uh, when we talked about the news. But, uh, you know, James Connor's the guy in that backfield. I don't, I don't think there's any question about it. And you may see Eno or Keontae, depending on, you know, who they have as kind of that pass catching back um, to spell Connor. And then Williams is there just in case. So, um, but moving forward, again, just talent everywhere in this division, it seems like. We talked about Debo a little bit now as we get into the 49ers. Um, Jimmy and Trey Lance. Um, what have we heard lately about Jimmy Garoppolo? Is he going to be in San Fran? Is he going to end up somewhere else? Um, and how is that situation going to play out? You guys know my stance. I'll get to it later because that's another uh, flag I'm planting in the NFC West. I don't think he's yeah. – for me – sorry, go ahead, Taylor. So I was just going to say, make a decision. I mean, now they're they're kind of grilling George Kittle about it. He's The other day he said Lance looks great. And then it is either today or yesterday. He's like, oh, I'm not picking sides, though. You know, because I'm sure he said Lance looks great. And then some guy, some reporter today tries to get some story for him and says, oh, who would you rather have at quarterback? You know, Jimmy or, or Lance? And Kittle had to backtrack because I'm sure someone said something to him like, hey, don't. 
you know, don't be picking sides out there, which is smart. So it, just pick one. You know, the sooner you pick a guy and sooner one, I mean, obviously one's got to win the job, but the sooner that happens, the more prepared one of them can be for the season and the more this offense can get going and get clicking in the offseason. That, that time is very valuable. Yeah, I mean... I I genuinely think they're just going to keep Jimmy. I don't I don't know like the trade. I feel like the trade uh, trade train has just kind of slowed down. Um, I feel like if a team was going to make a move like the, the Panthers or the Seahawks, they would they would have made a move by now um, with the NFL draft mm-hmm. passing. So I know Jimmy is beloved by the 49ers. It's you know from what. From what I've heard, like throughout his career, he's just an outstanding teammate. Just goes out and he works, and whatever happens, happens. Uh, they may keep him around for, you know, for guidance. Because if you know, I, I don't necessarily think, like obviously he wants to start because he loves the game, but he's gonna he's gonna do whatever he has to do because he's a good guy and a good teammate. Um, I do think Lance mm-hmm. will be their guy this year. That's why he's my undrafted. Uh, uh, player of the year. Um, Kittle's comments were, were obviously something, but I do think the Niners will hold on to Jimmy at this point. And there will be a battle. Like, Jimmy has obviously been successful. Like He wins games. He doesn't necessarily yeah. lose you games, and he may not necessarily win you the big games, but he's definitely not a guy that's going to lose you games either. Yes, yeah, so I am... Uh... All aboard the the Trey Lance train. Um, it, it's just he's talented, and, and again we 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 know what Jimmy G is, right? Like Jimmy G is the reason this team hasn't won a Super Bowl. This Jimmy G is the reason they did not get back to the Super Bowl. Um, Jimmy G can't stay healthy, um, so I I, I want to see Lance get a shot. And you kind of mentioned it with Kyler, right? The the legs are a cheat code, um, and so in this offense. W- and how they scheme things up for their running backs, for Debo, the skill players. Um, I mean, you think about all the misdirection that could happen with a quarterback that can actually run it with all the talent that's here. And again, that's assuming Debo is back. Um, I'm I'm all in on, on Trey Lance in every format. So um, obviously could be wrong. I don't know if he's the greatest passer. And again, we'll get to the wide receiver room here in just a second. But as far as fantasy goes, there, there are points to be had. We've already seen them use him in the red zone some last year coming in and spelling Garoppolo. Um, so I think you can just see more and more of that where he's got a chance to rack up some rushing yards and touchdowns. Um, so I guess talk to me about the receivers, and I'm going to include Kittle in that. Uh, how does Outlook seem if Lance takes over as opposed to Garoppolo because he is mobile he is going to look to scramble and run instead of throw if there's pressure um so what are we thinking let's assume for right now Debo is there Ayuk Kittle um and then looking into does Jawan Jennings have a role we saw him a little bit last year that drafted Danny Gray Ray Ray McLeod comes over from Pittsburgh what are we thinking here Kittle's an animal as long as he's out there he's a tight end one every single time and I if Lance's quarterback, I think he's even more valuable because as a young quarterback, they always look for you know for kind of that security blanket. And Kittle is is about as secure as as it gets as long as he's healthy, which is a obviously a huge question question mark when it comes to Kittle. But when he's out there, he is elite. Um, the only thing I worry about Debo, barring all the contract and, and trade rumors. 
just he wasn't he, he wasn't getting a lot of targets down down the stretch, which which worries me. He was getting a ton of carries. He wasn't getting a lot of targets in the passing game, and that might have had something to do with the health of Elijah Mitchell. But um, mm -hmm. Debo is elite. There, there's no getting around that. He's an elite talent. And I, I've always liked Brandon Ayuk, but he is very inconsistent because he doesn't always get the volume that's needed to be fantasy relevant. Yeah, I mean, if Debo's on the team, he's going to get his. Um, we saw this past year what he can do when he is not hampered by injury. So if he is healthy again, he's going to put up wide receiver one numbers, and I don't think there's any debate about it. You know, some people are kind of dropping him in their rankings just because he's saying he doesn't want that rushing role. Um, but it's, you know, I'm not too worried about it. He's still going to... He's still going to catch passes. He's still going to be the guy that can catch a ball anywhere on the field. Um, they're going to throw screens to him. They're going to, you know, I don't even know, reverses. They might they might switch him from running the ball this year in receiving to throwing and receiving uh, if Lance and, and Garoppolo don't work out. So, you know, keep an eye out for that. You heard it here first. Um, but I'll throw this out to you guys as well. We're talking about both these teams today. I made a trade in a dynasty league, um, one of my bigger money leagues. So it's a little, it just adds that much more importance. Uh, I'm talking a trade between, I got uh, George Kittle, AJ Dillon, and a third round pick this year, who I can't remember who that turned into off the top of my head. I traded away Jonu Smith, DK Metcalf, and a second round pick. Keep in mind, it is a, I'm trying to compete. We've got some good young wide receivers, and it is a extra one full point per tight end catch. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I think that's amazing. I think A.J. Dillon is a future star, and George, uh, George Kittle, is, as long as he's healthy, he, he's a beast. I think you're unloading DK at a pretty good time. I mean, if he gets traded to, like... Uh, if he gets traded to Green Bay tomorrow, then you'll look kind of silly. Yeah. But uh, um, who was the other guy you traded? Metcalf and Jonu Smith. I mean, Johnu, that was our that was our starting tight end Johnu's as well. Terrible. He's so, terrible. He's getting older, and yeah. New England, it, their offense is is going to be poor this year. So I, I think you won that trade easily. Honestly, I, I can tell you, I, I just went and looked as well. The uh, the third round pick turned into Jalen Tolbert from Dallas. Dallas, who we liked. And the second round pick turned into John Mechie from Houston. So there's a little extra for you guys. So I think we won that trade. I'm, I'm being honest. A little biased because, you know, that's who we got. But I think we won. I would have made that trade yeah, as probably. well. Yeah, I'd push the button on that. Um, yeah. And then, guys, let's talk 49ers running back room. Obviously a, a hot topic. Um Elijah Mitchell, you know, he was a darling last year for fantasy players. Uh, Jeff Wilson coming off of injury. And then we know the big name this summer is Tyrion Davis-Price, who they just drafted. Trey Sermon's still back there. Um, how do we see this shaking out? We know the 49ers running back room is an enigma each year. Who's going to be the guy that steps up and actually has the most points and, more importantly, stays healthy? Uh, how do we see this playing out? I have no idea. Genuinely, no yeah. clue. Um, yeah, that's an appropriate answer. Um, yeah. I, I'm on team don't draft any of them anywhere and have a better season than people that do draft I them. thought I was smart last year when I drafted Raheem Mostert and Trey Sermon in a league. I thought I was being 
proactive. Um, and then next thing you know, like, Mokster, there's his ACL week one. I'm like, Trey Sermon, at least it, at least it happened. It turns out Trey Sermon, he's just another, another bum. Um, so it's, I just, I don't really know. If Elijah Mitchell is healthy, he's, he's most likely their guy. Um, but if he goes down, like Jeff Wilson Jr., he's nothing, nothing really special. So I'd imagine Tyrion Davis-Price is next up. Um, but the 49ers apparently have serious beef with running backs that they draft in the third round as well. Yeah, I'm I'm probably not looking at those guys in any sort of dynasty for that matter. Um, some of the best ball tournaments, I, I may take a shot on one of them, right? Because you never know if that guy turns out to be this year's Elijah Mitchell or Raheem Mostert a couple years ago. Um, could have some pretty good upside in that offense uh, and the way that Shanahan schemes things up for the running backs, but definitely something that'll be interesting to watch. But like you said, uh, I'm not even going to try to predict which one it's going to be. So I think an interesting team now in Seattle, right? I think we want to stay away from it for the most part, but we know there's talent on this team. Um, And, you know, reports are Geno Smith maybe is taking the lead as the starter over Drew Locke. Um, oh, no. So what are, we, what are we thinking about the offense? Are we touching any of it? What do we do? Not touching any of it. At current ADP, for, yeah, my, for sure. Uh, no. My, uh, my thoughts as a whole on this team will rear its head when we get to the next segment in the hot takes. But, yeah, I mean, I, I you just heard me say I traded away George Kittle, or... Uh, DK Metcalf. So it's if I've got him, I'm not okay. Just DK Metcalf. Let's get that out of the way. If I've got Lockett or any of the quarterbacks or Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, I'm probably not having a good time and I'm not having fun. I mean, even Noah Fant, I just don't know where the targets are going to come from. Um, I'm not taking Kenneth Walker early in rookie drafts. I'm not taking him in the top five. I've had several top five picks through trades and a couple teams that just weren't any good. And I I don't think I have a single share of him. So it's just someone I'm not looking to take and I don't want to touch. People say they love using running backs, which they do. Pete Carroll does. But how good is the team going to be? Um, are they going to be having to throw the ball the whole time? So it's I, I don't I don't want anybody on the Seahawks to be honest. If I can, I mean this is a bad team in a really good division, so it, it's difficult right. to it's difficult to draft anyone. The loss of Russell Wilson is gonna is gonna split this team in half. Uh, whether it's I mean yeah I was really like I was hoping it would be Drew Lock. Because he has some upside. Like, Gino, he's just bad. He's just not good. And we all know it. If he's the starter, oh, man, this, it's... It, it, Apparently, the competition is still up uh, in the air. I heard the other day that Gino Smith is is not looking like bad. What is, so, you know, back to the coach speak, what which What does I that hate, say about Drew Locke, then? Not a lot about either of them. Drew Lott right, likes to rap Young Jeezy on the sideline, so he's a stud. 100%. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, again, throwing darts, I, I may throw something at Rashad Penny. I can get him 30 picks later than Kenneth Walker in this backfield if you're going to take somebody. Um, that's my preference. And then talking about Lockett and Metcalf, I, I'll be honest, I'm 
just on the off chance that Metcalf is moved, let's be honest, I don't know too many situations that are worse than either Drew Locke or Geno Smith being the quarterback. So if you are acquiring Metcalf or taking him in best ball and something were to happen, you're, you know, the winner there no matter what. Um, and then, like you said, Noah Fant, I, I just, I don't know. It just a lot of people, a lot of talent at with Lockett, with Metcalf. I think Fant's good, um, but is this team going to score any points, period, um, is the, the hard part. So, If Seattle trades for Baker Mayfield, my, my tone will, will change, though. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I don't think there's – yeah, no question there. I, I'm still not, like, super high on the guys, right, like we were with Russell Wilson there. But, yeah, they definitely get a bump up if it's – Baker instead of Gino or Drew Locke. So, just for me, um, like if they trade for Baker, like it for me, it just goes from them being undraftable to okay, I'll like think about it if the value is is right. Yeah, yeah, definitely depending on where their ADP settles. So, wrapping up NFC West breakdown, guys. Let's get to our hot takes. Who wants to kick it off? I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Hey, okay. let me go. Let me go, Chris. Since we just talked about the Seahawks, uh, I'll get mine out of the way. It's not, I, you know, it could be a hot take, um, but it's almost, you know, there's probably some people that are thinking this too. I don't think a single player on the Seahawks at any position finishes uh, as a one in their position. So Metcalf's, Metcalf and Lockett aren't going to be wide receiver ones in the top 12. Uh, a lot of people are high on Kenneth Walker. He's going to be nowhere close. He might even be running back too. Uh, Geno Smith and Drew Locke, uh, I don't even have to say anything. And even with the tight end landscape the way it is, Noah Fant, I think, is going to be somewhere around 15 maybe. Um, maybe you like him in Dynasty just because he's young and they turn it around in a year somehow in, in Seattle or maybe he gets traded again. But I, I think none of them touch uh, wide receiver, running back, quarterback, tight end one for the whole season. Nice. Uh, my hot takes, um, my last playoff prediction, I think injuries will, will plague the Cardinals this year and they will miss the playoffs. Um, and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett will both finish as wide receiver threes this year. Oh, threes. Ouch. That's tough. I, I was giving Metcalf at least the benefit of the doubt of a so wide I'm just receiver done two. with Pete Carroll. Like, crawl into Sounds your hole like and what, what? What did Pete Carroll do to you, Chris? So stupid! <laughs> just, just, just stop! Okay, stop running the ball Jeez. when you're down thirty points. Just establish the run, baby. Establish that you're run. Two elite right wide receivers. Throw the ball to them. Stop giving it to Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. And so. Always a good time to remind everybody they didn't run when they should have ran that one time, and you all know what I mean. I'm just intercepted on the goal line. So yeah, um, I, I usually keep my hot takes pretty pretty short. I usually like having one, maybe two. Um, I, I've got I've got three um, here. I may throw out a fourth just for fun for the people out there. Um, but hey, makers, if you're in a 14 team league. He's a running back one. He's going to finish in the 12 to 14 range. Good offense, talented player. He's going to get in the end zone. M Akers will be borderline running back one, depending on your league size. You guys know Kyler Murray 
fantasy season MVP. Um, I, I think, like you guys said, there's we talked about it with Henderson. It, it's a not a contract year, but he wants the new contract, right? He wants to set the market. Um, and again, I think Hopkins coming back is right around the time that we start to see uh, Kyler start to slow things down. Um, and if he can use his legs a little bit more, he's got a shot at MVP. Trey Lance is a QB one in fantasy football. That's that's my my hot take there. I don't think it's that hot, but I don't think it's competition with Jimmy. And I think in this offense, he's going to take over. And for all the Kenneth Walker lovers out there, Rashad Penny will finish the season with more fantasy points than Kenneth Walker in Seattle. Oof. So four hot takes. I will promise to keep it to one for the rest of the divisions, but this was the one I was going to plant my flag on some guys. So, um, that's it guys. NFC West breakdown, hot takes. We're all over it. Uh, we will be back later this week. Uh, so we're in between these NFC breakdowns and AFC next week. So we're going to start talking about schedule. We're going to look at who we should be targeting maybe in drafts, but also throughout the season to trade for that have advantageous schedules when it comes to the playoffs for our fantasy leagues and also that championship week as well. So that'll be the next show we have coming out. Guys, anything you want to leave the people with? Bench your wide receivers against Jair Alexander. Forewarning. I might say it four or five times next week. Don't trust Pete Carroll ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> Another Chris, hill I who will do you hate on. more, Pete Carroll or Jerry Jones? Oh, Jerry, for sure. <laughs> Come on. Oh, God. Uh, All right, I should have known. I, I just wanted to throw it out there. there. If, if only Pete Carroll was the head coach in Dallas, we would just have. I think oh, God. Chris, Chris, oh. would, Chris, would, Chris would implode. So, anyway. Chris would buy Cowboys merch just to burn it. All right, everybody. If you disagree with any of our hot takes, especially mine, you can find us everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, QC underscore fantasy. Also, QCFantasy.com. Let us know. We probably won't listen, but we're here to interact with. So, fellas, appreciate you. Have a good one. Check out the website. Leave us a five-star review. Tell your mom about us. All right. And cut. Tell your dog about us. Scene and scene. All right, fellas. Tell your neighbor's dog about us. Good job.